I'm visiting with Drew Nelson, Provost, Boone Campus, Des Moines Area Community College. Good to have you here. Good morning. Good morning, Boone. Made it back. I made it back from a long drive to Texas. He was, that was uh, last time, last time we visited, he was just getting ready to take just off. Just getting ready to take off, yeah. We ate, we ate some barbecue and had some good Tex-Mex and saw people that we like, so that was a good vacation. All right. Good trip. Good trip. Good and, trip. And uh, uh, made her back and... Uh, here we go, getting ready. You are literally, what, just over a month away? Just, mm, yeah, because we have, we'll have students back. Um, well, actually, volleyball team gets yeah. here next week. Yeah. They'll be moving into the to the apartments, and we'll start practice, and then they'll start playing. I'm sure they'll be scrimmaging a couple weeks in, and uh, we have a full team, and we have a lot of, we have some great returning players, and we have a really good recruiting class. We're excited about that. I heard. Yeah, this was, uh, it was this her first? First, second year, second full second year, second full of, year for uh, Coach Lopez, yeah. and, and uh, last year, Coach Coronado's mm-hmm. is here now, and I'm I'm trying to think when she came on. Yeah. Um, I I don't know about the rest of y'all, but my frame of reference and time sequencing <laughs> has been screwed up by Corona, and I don't think it's repairable. <laughs> I need notes. There's uh, before Corona, uh, and then yeah. there's this kind of. Yeah kind of black hole or or <laughs> different goes. dimension i think it's a different dimension everything goes there well we know that uh again uh, so that's good really one of the first things up uh, right and so um I, I will start today with this we will have our centenary in 2029 wow boone junior college was built and or it was established by the community to serve the needs of, of its students who were not going to go to a private or to a, a four-year school and, uh, in 1929. And we will be, we're already talking about what we're going to do. We really want to do something big for that. Um, and we appreciate the community support that we get, and we know the community loves having a campus here. Um, and it's worked out with DMAC. I know there was lots of stuff probably well, back when, born, back in the day, of when back they, in the day, about a lot of jockeying, but there's no jockeying now. We're just are happy to we're happy to have the tax base from 15 counties that um, supports this campus. Well, I know that uh, we've had a lot of different things that gone. First of all, let's talk about uh, what are we looking at because last time you said we we are filling up our a lot of sections we're filling up and yeah. don't delay. And uh, have you had to add any new? What's happening? There? We have. Uh, it's been really interesting that the online sections across the district are filling up, and um, I'm a little disappointed that our our face-to-face sections are not full and that we're not necessarily adding face-to-face. Although we, I get should take that back. We just did a couple days ago change a couple classes from um, online to, or virtual to face-to-face mm-hmm. because we, we we called the students and they could do it and. We're figuring this out again. We we went all online two years ago, and um, and then we're adjusting last year when most people didn't want to come back yet, and now we're trying to figure out how many want to come back or how many just were in the habit of signing up for whatever, but really would prefer face to face or blended. So that's where we're at now. Our numbers are up about know, two or three percent over last year, which isn't where we want to be. It's not pre COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's true across the state sure. too. Uh, we're look, we're just happy to be up, and that we also have right sized our schedule. Um, we don't have as many sections across the district or on campus as we used to, but the sections are it's more efficient. Okay. Speaking of tax base, it, it's more efficient. It, it, it helps out there. Mm-hmm. So, 
I mean, I do know when I talk to like high school administrators, and most of them came out of the classroom and yeah. uh, got into administration. And again, uh, one of the issues had been that separation and, and do I fall behind? And, and then being online, there was a challenge for some. Now, you can, you start talking in the professors class. or teachers. Well, well, both. yeah, both. Uh, now you uh, for students uh, again. You 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 came out of the classroom. I came out of the classroom and I did, uh, and I also taught online really early. Mm-hmm. I taught on and for a long time part time as a dean. So the the time management aspect of it when you leave um, when you leave that regular schedule and we don't have bells on campus, but. You know, sure. everything's you, set you up on have slots. A routine, and yeah. You have a routine, right? And you go places. And there's, I think there's a physical part of it that we sometimes sometimes don't consider where we walk to some place and it's like a, the end of one thing and a start of another with a walk in between. And when you go online, you just you, you jump in, but you're not necessarily in, in. You're doing other things mm-hmm. at the same time. And I don't mean when you're teaching virtually. I mean when you're managing three or four sections online. Now I want you to think about students doing it, where they have to find a way to manage their time and um, create a space and time where they can um, get into the class, do what they need to do, um, and check their work, and and then do the next class and set aside enough time for that because there is still an assumption that students have that online is easier and that it's um, going to work well with my schedule because I can't possibly find time to go to campus. Well, <laughs> if you can't find time to go to campus, I understand the commute and everything else, and I understand having kids at home, but there is a, there's still a require that you, requirement that you have time and focus and that you can make that pretty regular. We, now, one of the things we're interested in, and we're, we're finding patterns where mm-hmm. um, instruction, a lot of instruction interaction with students takes place on weekends. I've got instructors, many of whom um, the majority of their communication with students is Sunday nights because stuff's either due Sunday night or it's due Monday. And it's it's not that they're – we prefer that where at least we know what's going on and, and sure. students aren't falling behind. And I think students are, in general, starting to select – what their pref- preferred mode of learning is now that it's an option again uh, it's it's hard for them to to uh, for a lot of them to say oh, I'm going to drive in when gas is five bucks a gallon yeah that but creates a whole other it's also challenge. hard to fail classes because you can't get the work done and, and manage your time and have your family around you because even even for our our professors that you have they they demand a certain amount of rigor oh yeah yeah I've I've have access to all the classes that Boone teaches and I get reports about um, activity by students and instructors and go in and look around and these are not just in time classes generally there is it you can manage I mean there's specific things do at specific times just like in a regular class and I think there's an assumption that online you can do everything at the end and you can flex it and number one that's not really true anymore I think that people might have tried that and number two uh, that's not a way to learn. You doing all your work at the end on what you supposedly learned during the semester and turning it in to be assessed is not, it's not a good way to assess teaching, learning, or learn, or teach, or anything else. So I don't know where I'm going with this, except that, <laughs> that, that, that it's um, the online. Now, 
Well, I want to say we we have done online. We did Boone was uh, had on doing yeah. online, and uh, and then of course then everything ended up being online. And there are just some things where it doesn't. It's not the best way. Correct, and and it's not just for some subjects. Like we don't do labs online as a rule. We mm-hmm. we've tried it. We actually ordered lab kits for the chemistry and biology. It's not the best way to learn, and we want to make sure that when students leave, whether they're going into work or whether they're going into um, into another college to, to transfer, that they aren't behind, that they've done and have achieved the skills they need to, to do that, and they've got the experience of doing it. And in labs, you want to, I mean, you don't want your nurse sticking you hmm. when he or she has not stuck something. And when they, when they have like to have them have a little practice, yeah. Yeah, I don't want bruises. So um, we're shaking this out, and I got enrollment numbers this morning, and it looks to me like. Um, our campuses online is decreasing as a percentage of what we do, which is what I want to see. I want people back on campus uh, because that's the, the flavor that we want. We it's, have 2,200 students enrolled right now. Oh. That are, that's a duplicated headcount, so mm-hmm. that's not really 2,200 people. Um, but that's also, you know, if we get our duplicated count up to 3,000 or so, then we're probably talking about 2,000 students mm-hmm. between online and face-to-face, and we'll have full classes on campus and uh, we'll work to create a college experience for all of them. We really want, um, if I want to push one thing today, it's that we want commuter students to feel at home on campus and to not just come and leave. Um, yeah. We want them to participate in activities. We're hiring a student activities coordinator, uh, and one of the primary goals is that we increase the number of things for student students who are not living there to do and that they stay there and do them uh, because we know they'll be more successful and they it, it adds to their lives sure. and it adds to our lives. So, and we've got facilities and people. Oh, this. yeah. Uh, one of the uh, things that I know that at last time we talked about uh, some of the opportunities in some of the classes uh, that were becoming available. And, right. and you said we had some great, great things that were coming up. Yeah, except for supply chain. Yeah, well, there's that. We, we are waiting. It's, it's funny because we are waiting on things like um, we've got a wall that needs to be reinforced and we're waiting on steel. Yeah. And we're waiting not so much for IT, but for um, furniture. And it's just taken a long time. So there are things I wish were done right now that aren't. But we're working on um, getting a, uh, a gaming lab set up in the Bing building uh, down at the East End. And we think that that's a great student engagement because we know that there's gamers out there. Sure. And we just haven't had a, a spot for them to have for themselves. Um, and we put it down near athletics because this will be a club. It's not going to be a team with uh, uh, with scholarships or anything. But it's going to be a club. And we think that that's going to attract and keep a fair number of people busy, happy. And part of the point of having it in the main building is that it's near security and that we can keep it open at night on weeknights and even on so weekends. Those students late. that are in, in the... If you're all geeked up on games, yeah. we've got you covered. So that's good. <laughs> um, we're working on the two-way TV classrooms. Those A couple of them are done i think we're waiting on furniture and one uh i know that high set will be taught and will be broadcast remotely two-way so that 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 ann kiesel can see people um in the afternoons that gives us gives us students and dmac other options than just face-to-face classes that tend to be small Mm -hmm. um but she'll be able to do that where um you know urban or newton can have two or three students and carol can have two and we can have four and you've got a little class. Yeah. And that is such a critical group that we want to reach. Yeah. It's a, and that's a whole new change. Folks, that's the old GED. It or is what the old was GED, the, yeah. Uh, 
what was the old GED, but now a little more rigor. Again, more it's, rigor coming it's, in here. It's more rigorous, but the test for high set and the way you get through it is not as as daunting as GED. Mm-hmm. GED was the test was really hard, and it tended to be more about less about high school and more about college prep. Mm-hmm. So high set is much more geared toward matching what you should know when you leave high school. Speaking of getting what you should know when you leave yeah. high school, we have a lot and a number that look at dual uh, dual enrollment. Dual enrollment, yeah. and uh, again, sometimes when you look at, it, I was looking at some of the numbers, and sometimes they get a little high. Yep, uh, and we see more and more starting to look at that. It works great for some, right? But you want to make sure you're you're successful. You're with successful, it. right? So, what I'd encourage people who are thinking about dual enrollment to do is. Um, go online and you can you can view our syllabuses for the college classes because these are college classes that you get high school credit for not the other way around boone high school has been amazing to work with in ogden we we don't have problems with our partners up here at all um we really i've talked to the district about this about expanding the number of students who get a dual degree who get the associates when they leave high school because dmac had 60 across the district this year or 61 that's actually really low that means that we're, we haven't set up pathways for them to take um, where they, they take classes through four years of high school, not just the last two. And um, Julie Treppa and Jill Janes and I and, and uh, Megan McIntyre and I are all working together to, to set up a pathway for the year after next where a student leaving eighth grade can start taking some appropriate college classes with the understanding there has to be some interviews and some some information up front so that we know that they're ready and they know what's expected but we'd love to get man if i could get six students a year out of boone high school getting an associates that'd be wonderful because we get a few now but it's it's all on their own efforts Mm -hmm. and uh, we want to make this so that during the summer and when they're taking classes they're coming to campus more because we want them to have the college experience as well i in again we were talking about what they get for counseling at the high school level you also have your your counselors available too, your people right. that can help. So you want to make sure that they're. they're we should blending. talk to both of us. Yeah, yeah. and we have a, a shared counselor um, with Ogden, Ogden Boone and Madrid, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that you do, Joe. Yeah. yeah, she um she was at school. She was at campus the other day meeting with students in one in an office, which was great. Um, and uh, so we've we've got the some of the support that we need to do what we're doing now. I just hope that that people know that the, the second degree or the, in high school is available to them, and we're working on setting that up so it's available to more people and, and they can be more successful. Mm-hmm. And understand that if you're doing six sports during the year and band and drama, that that may not be for you. Yeah. Those may be people that would be great at doing it, but they want that whole high school experience at a small high school. So those are the kinds of things we're having interviews with our advisors and with your high school counselor as you're thinking about how much dual credit to do are really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is, you are talking college level. It's college level, yeah. 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 So there is that challenge there. Speaking of uh, challenges, what do we got going on for uh, sports? You did have, uh, we've wrapped up our seasons. We right. had some All-Americans. We, we had a lot of All-Americans this year. I think we had four in. in uh, and you had some uh, that performed very well on the uh, scholar side of it too. Yes, we had uh, five of our athletes athletics teams um and i'm not going to try and name them from memory because i'll probably no. miss one or get but there's wrong. a bunch there are five five yeah. of our nine uh were received notice that they were um 
recognized, which means that the team as a whole had a 3.0 or better. I will tell you that our our rigor of our classes and the difficulty of, of our classes is probably higher than a lot of community colleges that have sports. Um, it, most of them, of our students, plan on transferring to a four-year school, so they're in a transfer track. These are not um, necessarily, and we have sports and human performance, mm-hmm. but most of our athletes don't take that because they want to transfer and continue to play, and they want to keep their options open. So the general degree with us is pretty hard. And most of our students go on to compete or if they want to. Um, so yeah, 3-0 for 50 baseball guys is pretty amazing. Um, and we had a lot of students that were first team All-American with a, with a 4-0. I, think we, I don't remember how many, but it was, it was at least a dozen that were there uh-huh. way across our... So we're really proud of... We're proud of the recruits that we get in and that our coaches are so um, locked in on academics as well as competing successfully on the field. So, I remember one of the things was, yes, you went after those students that were the valedictorians. We've got because- three valedictorians coming next year, in, and they're all going to be athletes, uh, one in women's basketball and two in softball, I think. So that's they make things easier for me. <laughs> That's good. They make the campus good. look good when we when because they're going to get here and graduate with a. You know, they may graduate with a four zero. Lexi Lander graduated this year and was right up at a four zero, I think. And we uh, we really appreciate having them because they can also set an example about how to be successful academically for their teammates. And for a lot of them, they know. Uh, and we've seen some of the some. Of, I go back to a couple of people that even uh, Orv had. Right, that had gone off, and probably the he was as proud of them getting their four year degrees as he was Absolutely. their performance in athletics. So I, I talked to Coach Mishler, our baseball coach, yesterday, and he said that one of our graduating sophomores um, is—I don't remember where he's going—but he got a nice scholarship from the school, from the athletics. His Phi Theta Kappa membership netted him more money, and he actually um, is scholarshiped entirely. And it's wow. only because of Phi Theta Kappa that that happened. He he would have gotten a nice scholarship from baseball, but he yeah. would have still been paying some. And now he's not because of PTK. So please, um, I, I'm going to tell all the athletes <laughs> this. I think sometimes they don't quite know why they should do it, but um, when you come out with good grades from here and have done well athletically, it opens up private school opportunities that you might want to take um, if if you don't want to go the D1 or D2 public yeah. route and Phi Theta Kappa and honors can really help you get there um, including getting more money right. so what do we got time time frame wise here uh, again we're coming up people need to get enrolled we got that right. part taken care of uh, keep yeah and uh, you encourage you to do it sooner because of the scheduling right. things you guys have to take a look at so we don't have we won't be canceling a lot of courses this this year okay. I don't want to tell people we're canceling them but they are filling up in some cases and when we're managing this if we fill up and are mostly full in three speech sections in the morning on a day it's really hard to add a fourth and think that that's going to make with 10 students so um, it's important that you get in now and that gives us time to adjust the schedule as we need Uh, plus then you're certain that you get the schedule you want ditto with housing Um, we are we you know housing applications were due last spring we don't have very many spots left for men and women at all in housing Um, we have Two of our teams, uh, golf and cross country, have g- increased their numbers a lot over what it used to be. So um, I don't remember what it was in cross country, but I think we're up to about 16 men and women. 
And we used to have just women's, and we'd have five or six on the team. So um, if you are a non-athlete or you just or whatever, if you haven't enrolled and gotten housing yet, you need to apply immediately for that because those will fill up. Um, we may have a few more scholarships to hand out or a few walk-ons, and um, those are always coming late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with, same with classes. If you yeah. want the schedule that you want, you need to enroll now and register now. Run over again some of the uh, opportunities for those that were going to do uh, uh, some of the mechanic uh, class. Uh, so because I did, I didn't know right. if everybody caught it last time when we visited, but th- there is a process set up for this. Right. Uh, so uh, there's a couple of programs. Civil engineering technology is full for this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one that is done mostly online and was very successful last year. That was the first time we did it. Um, the design is really good. I'm hearing from employers. Uh, Renee White shared some some comments from employers who are using our students as interns, and this is getting ready to build bridges and all that cool stuff. Where you're you're more of a technician than a civil engineer, and they love our students. And we have uh, students from across the country enrolling in this program, so that's full. We are talking seriously about whether we have capacity to add a spring class, so that we would admit 20 in the spring and 20 in the fall. I don't know if we're there. Um, I think architecture at Ames is full. That's mm-hmm. another 20 students, and that's, um, uh, I think, an AAS in architecture mm-hmm. technology, but there's, you can continue on into architecture sure. universities. That's a new program. They are finishing up the, the walls and the building uh, for that space. I'm very excited about that because that offers an opportunity for um, students in Boone to just drive over 15 minutes mm-hmm. and take them at DMAC prices. So that's yeah. cool. Uh, and then the VanWall program, I shouldn't call it that. It's Power Technician, but VanWall was the instigator on that. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in that, we do have space, and that is one where you will be able to take your classes here, um, possibly at Ankeny. If we don't get enough students, they may have to drive down there for some of them, but we are really working hard to fill those slots. Um, and if you work through Van, you don't have to be a VanWall employee right. to do this. You can, you can enroll in it just like any other classes and learn to work on sort of be a general technician at a dealership. It's more um, working on Polaris stuff mm-hmm. and um, and small engines as well as some diesel. More that than the big ag stuff. Um, but obviously there's a million jobs out there right now that pay mm-hmm. really well and have great benefits. If you want to do that, please contact us immediately, though, because we are planning how we're going to offer these courses. And um, you would take some of your shop classes at the city center at the Ag Expo and then do them here. So this is one of those programs that we can really be proud of in Boone, where mm-hmm. we have it all here for people to get right into the workforce. And I know one of the things we had talked about uh, last time was uh, you get, uh, DMAC was doing the CNA certification uh, program and stuff. Now it looks like uh, you'll help work with uh, some of the schools in their efforts to do internships. We are working hard on uh, – we can't – I didn't know this, but CNA is a uh, non-credit certificate. And I have found out that we can't mix high schoolers with non-high school students mm-hmm. for that. Um, I think it's an accreditation issue. We have the capacity now to do both, and I've been talking with Boone High School. They're really excited about students being able to take it here. Um, probably, the, maybe not not fall for sure, and possibly not spring, but for sure in the future, um, Boone students will be able to drive over to the college and take the classes in our lab and classroom. And we are working on hiring a full-time CNA instructor who will bounce between here and Ames, but mostly be here. 
and do clinicals as well. Yeah. And I know they're looking at doing EMT, and DMAC has access to that. We have a well. great meeting with uh, with our EMT guy and with our fire marshal and the school district. Yeah. And that's an amazing opportunity for high schoolers to do where um, it's an exciting job. It's not generally for people that have or bad queasy. backs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be able to move quick. So yeah. we, we like getting 18, 19-year-olds as EMTs and getting that training. And boy, are they needed rurally. So. Oh, yeah. That's where we're seeing the shortages. Uh, again, ambulance crews, being able to have those. And that won't happen right away, but we, no. are, we are working hard on that. I mean, this is a whole effort to expand workforce readiness programs or work readiness programs here in Boone, um, where our campus traditionally has been more transfer. Mm-hmm. And we really want to have um, a significant number and variety of opportunities for people, yeah. students of any age, to come in and get ready to go to work. Okay. Cafe ready? Cafes, uh, yeah, I talked to Charity, and we're working on it. We're also working on um, offering more um, grab-and-go kind of light, healthy meals. Um, that's been something that our school nurse, Lori Zond, has talked about, right. is that um, for students who are commuters, being able to come in and grab a ready-made or get one something made quickly, because we love the food that she makes to order. But if you're literally running from thing to thing, there may not be time for you to do that. And uh, So we want to get some additional options we've had them but we haven't publicized them very well necessarily so i've eaten a lot of her protein uh snacks sure in the morning and i know there's uh yeah there's a a variety of those that are out there so um uh, speaking of the the nurse uh, program the wellness uh, because that was something that we started here i think uh, boone was one of the first right to do that uh in so and this is not just for staff this is student staff this is supposed to be for students so that if you enroll you're eligible for services from a nurse. And those are obviously not going to be the same you'd get from a clinic or a doctor, but they are. Re- it is really nice to be able to go in. And during COVID, it was super critical that we had someone who could do testing and, and, ma- and monitor and, and uh, coordinate our efforts there. Hell, it still may be necessary because <laughs> COVID numbers are... They're ticking up a little bit. I know, I know. I'm not seeing a lot of reports coming from around the district that we haven't, and we haven't had very many cases. So, hey, I did want to mention we had about, I think, 84 students come in from um, the Des Moines Y Youth. uh, It's a youth employment, summer youth employment program. And that was set up by um, people down at DMAC in the urban urban campus. And they were up here last week, and it was an amazing opportunity. These were mostly students of color um, who were participating, who are first-generation possible college students um, or who are new to the area. And the summer employment, obviously, is great because they have a chance to go to work and and develop those skills. But uh, Shelby Hildreth did an amazing job uh, with some other people, Joss Kovarik and um, Aaron Newman, of designing a day that felt like a college day where they went from classroom to classroom and they did hands-on activity they broke concrete they diagnosed kidney issues in the nursing department Um, it wasn't just lecture and they were not in the gym with me talking to them so that was a big win for everybody (laughs) that done too so it looks like next time we're going to visit might be before the start Uh, we'll be around the 18th or so so will we be on auto roll with carol yeah, uh, you will be. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I need to plan my day around that yeah. and yep. not yeah. eat for a couple of days before yeah. I go down there. Yeah, that's it. we're talking about his visit with the state fair. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get that, uh, and uh, then we'll get set to uh, talk about how things are going as we hit fall. We're, we are really excited about this year. Um, last year we were 
we were happy to get back, but I think most of us were on our last legs. Yeah. And this year, I think we are a little bit more um, tan-dressed and ready and ready to go. Ready. I think a lot of people are. I think there's a lot of people are, yeah. Drew Nelson, our guest on our program today, provost on the Boone campus of Des Moines Area Community College. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jim.